You are listening to the podcast series of Mission to Amish People. Today's podcast is part two of three, entitled Understanding the Amish by Joe Kime. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Welcome to Test All Things. Test All Things is an outreach of Tower to Truth Ministries, and I'm your host, Fran Sankey. You can find us on the web at tower2truth.net. Test All Things is a Bible discernment, evangelistic program, dedicated to creating an awareness of and biblical answers to false religious teachings opposing Christianity today. Today is part two of an interview with ex-Amish Joe Keim. Joe and his wife Esther were both raised in the Old Order Amish in Ashland, Ohio, but left the group in the late 80s. They are now born-again Christians and have a ministry reaching out to the Amish community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, they help those leaving the Amish to integrate into modern society by providing high-quality assistance and support. With their ministry called Mission to Amish People at mapministry.org, they have traveled to over 150 churches and other groups in the U.S. teaching about the Amish religion and educating us folks how to reach out to the Amish also. Welcome back to the show, Joe. Thank you. Good to be back. Thanks. Joe, last week we talked a little bit about the background on the Amish people. We talked about your ministry a bit, and we, we dove into your testimony, so we're kind of in the middle right now. And the next question on the docket today is, how did you get saved? I was 15 years old when a, a, an Amish man in my community came out with this new belief, and everybody turned him off, but... I had this desire, even at that time already, to learn. It just I had curiosity in me that wanted to know really what he believed. And it would not be until three years later, when I was 18 years old, that this same man sat down with me and told me the gospel again, like he had so many other times. But this, on this day, it was different. It was on a Sunday afternoon, and... and uh, and as I listened to him, I said, are you telling me, Paul Copeland, that, that if uh, my Uncle Albert, who is a deacon in the Amish church, are you telling me that he uh, will split hell wide open if he doesn't come to Christ? And all of these things just really grabbed me. And on that day, all of a sudden, tears just came streaming down my face, and I realized that I was not good enough to get into heaven on my own and accept the Christ. Amen, brother. How did your parents and community react to your new belief? They obviously turned me off almost immediately because I, I was very open about it. And I had a man come to me one day, and he said, Hey, and this was a very good friend of mine. He said, Joe, just between you and me and the fence post, he said, You can be totally honest with me. Did you really get saved? Is it really such a thing? And I said, Mose... His name was Mose Copeland. I said, Mose, I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't even know the scriptures, but I know that I had an encounter with Almighty God. So how does, say, shunning affect an ostracized Amish man or a woman? When somebody goes against their religion or their beliefs, 
they will go to First Corinthians chapter 5 where it talks about delivering one to Satan. And that's what they do. They, they, the church gets together and they, they deliver you over to Satan and you become part of his family. And at that point, they stop eating with you. Uh, if you continue to stay Amish, you cannot eat at the same table. Uh, if they want to take something from you, you have to lay it down. They'll pick it up. And they just pretty much cut you off. It's a discipline. Uh, it's a way of disciplining you, and hopefully you will repent and come back. Hmm. That's harsh. Great. Joe, what is the plan of salvation Amish style? Could you lay it out for us? It's, uh, in short, it is works salvation. Uh, again, they believe that parental obedience is a part of one's salvation. Uh, and, and really, a child is considered to be under the authority of their parents until the child dies. Uh, children are strongly disciplined, and they are informed at a young age that if they leave and go against their parents' will, there is no hope for them to ever make it to heaven. Number two, they believe getting baptized and joining the church is another part of salvation, or is a part of the salvation package. Number three, they believe in following the articles of faith as they were set forth by our forefathers, and of course the rules that pertain to that church at the time. And number four, I don't want to leave this out, but it, it, it really comes at the bottom of the list. They believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, he was resurrected, and went to heaven. And we have to believe that. But again, it's just it's a head knowledge. It's just a part of the package. Okay, if you just joined us, I am interviewing Joe Kime, a former Amish man. If you want to contact Joe, learn more about the Amish, you can get him on the web at mapministry.org. And you can get him by phone at area code 419-962-1515. Joe, you already kind of mentioned it, but do the Amish people believe in the fundamentals of the faith, like the deity of Christ, the Trinity, the resurrection, the second coming? Do they believe in all of that? The Bible is so um, so low on, on the list when it comes to, to pushing rules and doctrines. Uh, or their type of doctrine. And so with an eighth grade education, there is absolutely no training. And you hear almost nothing about the deity of Christ or the Trinity. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know what those things were until after I started going to the church that we've been members of now for 20 years. But, uh, yeah, they do believe in the resurrection. They do believe in the second coming. They believe that the world will just end one day, and that will be the end of it. And those who are alive will go to heaven. Those who um, are alive and, and didn't live, go to church or live for God, those will go to hell. And at what age does a person become a member of the Amish church, and what is the process you have to go through? That varies a little bit between the different groups, but in my group, it, at the age of 17, all of us boys and girls began the process. It was a six-month training process that we had to go through, and in this six-month training process, they taught us the importance of living the rules and, and staying Amish if we want to go to heaven. At the end of the process, if we 
prove to them that we were serious, they would then have a baptismal service. And on this day, uh, we repeated a phrase-by-phrase prayer after the preacher saying that, yes, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and then they they, uh, poured water on our head. And I was told that on this day, all my sins were washed away. And I really sincerely believe that. But that's kind of the process. After you are baptized, then you become a member of that church. Okay. You mentioned different groups. Are there different denominations in the Amish religion? And if so, what is the difference between them? There are many, many, many different denominations. And some fellowship with each other and some don't. Uh, uh, probably the most conservative group would be the Schwarzentruber groups, and then you have the old order, uh, and then you have new order, you have the Beachy and the Taupe, and and the list goes on and on. Uh, The difference is probably in in the length of their ordinance letter or their rule book. Uh, In my community, we had 22 pages of handwritten rules where if you go to the Beachy Church, you have a much shorter list. They're more liberal, and they actually preach the gospel. And uh, there's some other ones, like the New Order, I believe. They're really preaching the gospel as well. Fantastic. Are the Amish people saved? Why or why not? Yes, I believe there are some some Amish people that are saved, and particularly the, the more liberal churches although they still hang on to a lot of traditions. And uh, it, it's very hard to say, but uh, from the old order, the Schwarzentrooper and uh, some of the more legalistic groups, I, I just don't see very many people being saved. If they are, uh, they definitely do not talk about it. Right, right. Describe a typical Amish church service for us. Uh, A church service starts at 9 a.m. in the morning, and it's over with by 12.30. You will have two sermons that are preached that day, and uh, those sermons are preached without a Bible, without an outline. They're just uh, men who have an eighth-grade education, absolutely no training, uh, as, you know, pastoral training of any sort. And uh, then there's some singing as well. And uh, that, that pretty much, it's all done in German. Everything, they know three languages. They know English, Dutch, and German. All of their uh, spiritual books, like the hymn book, the prayer book, and the Bible, are written in the Martin Luther translation, which is a high German. How long do the services usually last? Uh, roughly three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. And twice a year they have an all-day service that lasts from 9 a.m. until sometimes 6, 7 at night. Huh. So how does a man end up in a preacher position? They have four positions. They have the bishop, the deacon, and two lay ministers. When one of these passes away or moves out of the community, it is, it is filled from another uh, man in the, in the membership. And the way they do is they cast uh, their votes, and any, any man who gets three or more votes is put in a lot. 
and let's just say for the sake of illustration, they, they bring these men out. Let's say there's six men that got three or more votes. They're, they're placed on a bench, and each one of them is given a songbook, and in one of these songbooks is a piece of paper, and whoever received this is, is then going to fill that position. And, Fran, it is, it is like a funeral. The man that, is, uh, is, that, that becomes the preacher that day just starts crying, and so does the whole church, because it's, a, it's not an easy place to be in. Wow. So the bishops or the lay ministers, they, they have no biblical education or pastoral training at all? None. None. And, and they're not allowed any kind of dictionaries, commentaries, or anything like that, other than their articles of faith and a couple other little German books like the Martyr's Mirror and things like that. That's a hard way to go. If you just tuned in, I am interviewing Joe Keim from Mission to Amish People. Joe is a former Amish man. If you want to know more about Joe's ministry, you can contact him by phone at area code 419-962-1515 or on the web at www.mapministry.org. And if you're interested in a CD of this three-part interview on the Amish religion, you can contact me. My email address is help at tower2truth.net and my phone number is area code 610-513-5525 that's 610-513-5525 our website again is tower2truth.net there you'll find past radio shows archived on mp3 form ready to listen to online or download you'll find info on Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormonism, Roman Catholicism, Joel Osteen, Islam and more and don't forget to tune in next week for part three of the interview with former Amish Joe Kime from Mission to Amish People. And remember, don't just believe everything you hear, but test all things. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.